Welcome to Alderman Farms Radio, where life on the farm is about to get real. And now, here's today's program. Well, good afternoon. Uh, This is Tommy Alderman with Alderman Farms, along with my lovely wife, Patty. Hello. We are sitting in our truck in the parking lot of the Atala Frozen Food Locker in Kosciuszko, Mississippi. And we just dropped off our first two American guinea hogs to be processed for resale. I'm pretty excited about that. We've got our labels approved not long ago, and so we dropped them off today to be processed. And and so, Patty, what happens next as far as bringing the our American guinea hog pork to market? Well, as of right now, we don't have a farmer's market going on, so we're going to start advertising through different social media that we have, our Facebook, YouTube, I would imagine, and yep. Instagram. Twitter. And Twitter, yeah. And so we'll start marketing that way, and people can pick up at our farm. And when the farmer's market starts, we hopefully we'll be there with our, with our meat. That's right. And now this time, we actually brought two hogs, one for us for resale and one for Chef Nick Wallace. Uh, I mentioned his name in a previous podcast talking about upcoming interviews. And uh, we are excited that later this month, I think Thursday, the ninth, March the 19th, Friday the 20th, and Saturday the 21st, he's having his sip-sourced weekend featuring our American guinea hog pork in two special dishes. The other hog uh, that we are getting processed for packaged resale by Alderman Farms directly, um, Patty, tell us how, uh, what available cuts, or how did we choose to get that hog processed? Well, right now we're just kind of testing our market because we're really not sure what the demand is going to be for the meat. So right now we're going to have ground pork because that's one of our favorites. Mm, Yes, indeed. And we're going to have patty sausage, breakfast sausage, and we're going to have link sausage. We'll also have bacon. Folks, that ground pork is unseasoned, but let me tell you something. It makes an incredible hamburger. I know it's not really a hamburger, it's a pork burger, but we prepare it just like you would a hamburger, and it's unbelievable. It's the juiciest, most flavorful, flavorful hamburger I believe I've ever had. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. And, and very tender. It's extremely tender. Extremely meat. tender. It's extremely tender. Again, it, it's it's almost been my favorite part uh, of the guinea hog pork is just the unseasoned ground pork. It's phenomenal. And it'll be available by the end of the month. We should be making pickup. It's going to take a little long because they're going to be doing the bacon, and it takes a little longer. Um, We could actually pick up in about a week, but we're just going to make one trip and get it all when we go. Yeah, and a little bit. Here's a little bit of a rant. Unfortunately, and there's nothing we can do about it, but there's only one state-inspected pork facility in the state of Mississippi. Uh, what do I mean by that state inspected? That doesn't mean that it's the only facility that gets inspected. I'm sure they all get inspected. But in order to sell pork retail in the state of Mississippi, it has to be processed under inspection. There has to be a state inspector on site. And there's only one facility in the state that does that, and it's two and a half hours away. So, Well, but Tommy, there may be some other ones, but they're further away from us than this one. This is our closest one. Right, that's right. Away. It's my impression it's the only one, but Patty's right. There may be some others, but they're farther away. So at the, at the very least, it's the closest one. So... Because we're getting some bacon done, that has to be smoked and takes a little additional processing time. So 
uh, the non-smoked products will be ready in a couple of weeks, I think. Uh, I think about a week. In about a week. But but because it's two and a half hours away, uh, we hate to make two trips and use all that fuel. When And so they were kind enough to say, no, nah, you can just come get it in one load uh, when everything is ready. So in the interim, in the next week or so, we will be frantically doing some market research, uh, trying to find local comparative pricing. And that may be a little difficult, certainly directly comparing to the American guinea hog because no one is selling American guinea hog pork. And for that matter, that we know of, there's, there's no one in the area raising a truly pastured hog like we are. And you know, some people, they're calling their meat pastured, but they are keeping feed out in front of their pigs. And you know, some, some pigs have to have feed out all the time to be able to grow and everything, but we're choosing to grow the American guinea hog because, and let them gain their weight naturally. That's right. And, and that is a breed distinctive of the American guinea hog that if they've got area to graze, plenty, uh, plenty area to graze and forage and, and wood, wood lots and so forth and so on, uh, they really don't have to be have to be fed uh, or, or should I say minimal, minimal feed inputs. And that's what we do. It's very minimal feed. We want them to come to us. We want them we don't want pets, but we want animals that are manageable. That's right. We, we want them to know when they hear the bucket rattling, that's good stuff, and uh, and I need to go see what that man has. And we, we give them lots of garden scraps also. And we plant uh, the ryegrass, and we have the hay for them also to eat. Yeah. But, you know, the only time they get any sort of regular contribution of feed on a, you know, twice a day or something like that is when we have them confined for some reason and they're not able to get out and forage like they normally do. Well, for instance, our, our, our sows that, are, that have a litter where they have to make plenty of milk for our little piglets. That's right. Yeah, we keep our sows confined when they're ready to farrow. We learned a horrible lesson. I won't go into all that now, but basically we lost uh, six out of seven babies, I think it was, if my math is correct. It may not be um, for one we know we only had one left. We know we had one left. However many, however many she lost, there was one left. So it was either four out of five or six out of seven or whatever. But uh, because she, she farrowed out in the woods naturally and did great for a few days till some crows came in. You heard that right, crows. I'll tell that story. I had uh, promised a, a, a podcast with my friend Jared Stanley, who recently bought two little baby girl American guinea hogs and to, for him to tell his story about bringing them home and trying to keep them in the fence the first time and, and for me to talk about uh, why they, the, the mamas probably need to be confined when they have babies. But anyway, uh, so the sows have to be fed when they're with their babies and then when we're having to retrain to electric fence or something and have the pigs in a small area, uh, we have to give additional feed. But when they're just out and about, we, we throw them very little feed, like Patty mentioned, really only to, I hate to even say supplement them, really to train them to come when we have, when they hear the sound of the feed. Yes, because it's definitely not enough for them to get their sustenance from. But I also wanted to add, Tommy, that when we do have our sows confined, we call it our big garden. And they usually, depending on the time of the year, they have free reign of our big garden. It's yeah. either uh, when, so far it has happened our garden was finished and they were able to go out there and glean the goodness that we left in there for them. Or right now we have planted it with ryegrass and all the animals enjoyed it until the sows far farrowed. And then 
now the sow gets it. Now the sow gets it. Yeah, and they're also doing great dirt work in there, preparation for the new garden. But anyway, I sort of ran a rabbit trail there as we were saying that we're going to be that doing market analysis to figure out how to set our prices is kind of difficult because there are no American guinea hog pork sellers in our region and there are nobody there's nobody really raising pigs truly pastured like we are but there are some that raise them not in confinement, things mm -hmm. like that. But they are pastured just with feed in front of them all the time. Right. That more traditional hog. Well, I hate to say traditional because ours are really the traditional hog, but <laughs> a more modern, modern traditional. How about that? Uh, that do require regular input of feed because they're trying to get them up to market weight at six months and eight, you know, things like that. So anyway, that's what we're going to be doing the next week or two while we're waiting on the meat. Um, is is doing some market research to set our our prices, and uh, once we know that, we'll be letting the world know that Alderman Farms pork is available, and it is yummy, yummy, yummy. Anything else, Pat? Not that I can think of. All right, folks. Thanks for listening to us ramble, sitting here in this parking lot in my truck, and uh, we'll keep you posted. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Hey, thanks for joining us on Alderman Farms Radio. We'd love to hear from you, so send us an email to radio at aldermanfarms.net. Or you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest, all by searching Alderman Farms. Thanks again for tuning in today. We'll talk again soon.